are listening to We Love Where You Live, the podcast series brought to you by the Michigan Municipal League. Here's your host, Matt Bach. Welcome to another edition of We Love Where You Live, the podcast. I am Matt Bach, uh, Assistant Director of Strategic Communications for the Michigan Municipal League. And today I am joined, uh, kind of have a co-host, uh, Emily Kalaszewski. Uh, with the league and today we're joining we're going to have a conversation with uh, Dr. Cheryl Mitchell. Uh, Dr. Cheryl Mitchell is the city administrator in Lathrop Village and she's also a um, former uh, city manager in Albion um, but even uh, very of note Cheryl recently received our community builder award. Um, normally we would have celebrated her and the other award winners at our gala in March during our capital conference but it was canceled this year to the COVID uh, pandemic. So we're doing it a little differently. We're having a sit-down conversation and, and a celebratory video. Uh, so uh, just have this conversation now with Dr. Mitchell. So Dr. Mitchell, uh, thank you and congratulations uh, on receiving the Community Builder Award. Thank you so much. I'm very honored and pleased to be the recipient this year. What did you think uh, when you first heard that you were getting this award? What, what, what was your thoughts? Well, I was surprised, but you know, I, it, caused me to reflect on my career and the opportunities that I've had and the positive impact. So I was just just thrilled to be recognized by the Michigan Municipal League in particular because you, you definitely um, are the source resource for all of us, all of us who are serving as um, city managers throughout the state of Michigan. And to get this recognition amongst my peers is really um, it warms my heart. Well, thank you. Um, and Emily, talk a little bit about, um, you know, uh, Cheryl's involvement with some of the things that you're working on and go ahead and ask her about the work you've done with her. Well, I think it's so interesting, Cheryl, that you pointed out that the MML is a resource because in addition to your work um, in the communities that you've served, uh, you've been a resource to us through um, your work with the 1650 Project, which for those at home who aren't aware of is a, an initiative aimed at getting more women um, in city manager, uh, village manager, um, manager roles. And um, Cheryl was a pivotal piece to that before we even kicked this off um, was providing us insight and advice on what a project like this might look like. Not only did she do that, but she also is one of the pillars an ambassador to this program who makes sure that we're able to um, train women to go out and do this work and go after these roles. Um, and I think that one of the things that I always have you share is how you got into sort of um, local government or your interest in local government, because I think it's a, a, a true testament, a little bit to your personality, but also to your tenacity over the course of your career. So if you wouldn't mind sharing, because we've done enough of these panels together, Cheryl, that I think I could tell at least a portion of your life story. <laughs> um, but I always enjoy you sharing because like I said, it's, it's, just, a, it's just an interesting, funny, um, funny look at your early start. Thank you, Emily Ennis. Okay, so as a child, my father worked with the UAW and he was very active um, with their um, campaigning and election efforts. So during the presidential election and I was just a toddler, but I was hoping to hand out the information to the voters. So from that, I, I gained an understanding of a little bit, as you could in elementary school, of you know what is government. And so I decided that I wanted a career in government. And then that didn't change. And in high school, I had a house, high school career counselor. 
And so she called me in in my senior year and she's like, okay, so what is your career path? What is it that you want to do? And I said, well, I want to be the president of the United States. And um, she said, oh, that's really nice, little lady. <laughs> but then, you know, that's not really practical. You know, you need to come back with something that's more realistic for a woman. You know, you can be a teacher or a nurse. Um, and, you know, these are noble careers, but it was not what my passion was. So she said, go back home and come back and let me know what, what, what are you are deciding on. So I came back the next day and I said, I have it. I know exactly what I want to do. And she said, what is that? I said, I want to be a high school counselor. And she said, why is that? And I said, so that the next woman who comes through this office doesn't have her dreams deflated because someone does not see their potential and their opportunities to exceed in the path along that aligns with their own passions. So I was kicked out for three days. But Really? You were kicked out for three days for that? You're not so honest. <laughs> that part of the story I just learned, I think last month um, on a panel that Cheryl did for our Women's Municipal Leadership Program. But I think what's so interesting about that is a, a big part of the reason, like I said before, in addition to the, her work in her communities, Cheryl is an, an ambassador for young people, for students. Um, she's involved in the 1650 Project, and she actually had a hand in some of our staff here at MML. Um, Danielle Baird, who works for the MML Foundation now, um, got her start as an intern in Cheryl's office. And um, I remember reading a story. We do profiles on women in the profession on the 1650 50 Project website. And Cheryl wrote hers and talked about Danielle and the work that Danielle did as one of her proudest moments in her career. So I'm wondering if you can share a little bit about that too, Cheryl. Okay, gladly. I love talking about Danielle. Yeah. I couldn't be more proud of her if I had given birth to her. But, um, she's an exceptional young woman. And I had the opportunity to meet her while she was a student at Albion College and I was the city manager there in Albion. And she did the, you know, the unpaid internship with me. And part of her research associated with her, um, her classwork was to look at the trail networks in Michigan. And she recognized that they could be um, economic catalysts with local communities. So from that work, um, we all discovered that there were three um, national trail networks that converged in the city of Albion. However, they weren't physically connected. So from that, um, we were able to work with Danielle and representatives from the college to actually seek a grant um, from the Michigan Nat Department of Natural Resources Trust Fund. And we received a $300,000 grant to actually make that connectivity um, of those three trail networks in, um, in the city of Albion. But that was all made possible because of the work of Danielle as a college student. And now, as you know, she's working with the MML Foundation. And even between that, she was working with economic development in um, the city of Albion. So she's just been a phenomenal resource and it just demonstrates what young people can do if you give them the opportunity to succeed. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Um, about the, Emily talked about the 1650 project and, and for our listeners, the 16 represents that, that when we started this project, only 16% of the uh, executive level uh, of, of municipal managers were, were women. women. And uh, our, we thought that there was an effort needed to, to encourage more women to enter the um, executive level of municipal management. Um, and Cheryl, you were uh, very involved with that at the very beginning. 
What was it about that impro- that program? I mean, I'm sure you get asked all the time to participate in different things. What was it about that program that you decided to really embrace it like you have and get involved? Well, being a woman in that role, I, I note that when I go to different meetings or conferences that I'm one of the few women in the room and definitely one of the few women of color in the room. So I wanted to find ways in which I can um, be of support to other women who are, might be interested in it. Because often with women, we don't think we're ready. We don't think we have enough training or experience. And we self-select ourselves out of the opportunities when we are fully capable of doing it. So anything that I can do to help lift up another woman to serve in the leadership role, I, I, I'm willing to do that. And I'm so happy to be a part of the 1650 Project and working with Emily and everyone um, to get the training so that these young women can get the training that they need to be successful in this role. And we've had many success stories. So I'm, I'm very pleased to be a part of it. Yeah, you, you sure have. Uh, Emily, talk a little bit about that with, with uh, the involvement of Dr. Mitchell and others. What kind of success has the program seen? So I think I need to go back and retally because um, <laughs> at our last session, which was just last Thursday and Friday, um, we announced two women from that current class who have now become managers um, wow. and they're in session three. So um, it's been an incredible success within our first year. Um, well, really eight months after our first program ended, we had five women go on to be managers. So what I think is really uh, incredible about this project is it's not just an awareness program. We're not just out here talking about um, there being a problem or the fact that something needs to be done about it. We're actually doing the work. And what was surprising to us is that the results happen quite quickly, that with just a short five-month women's municipal leadership program, a lot of these women um, then go on to apply for jobs and land them. So we're thrilled about that. And Cheryl, as a current um, manager, administrator, she is able to come to our programs and provide support, resources. She's a panelist, offers a lot of insight. And what's incredible about um, them is that there are already so few of them in the state of Michigan. So we sort of rely heavily on this group of women um, to help us out as mentors, as I said before, speakers. And they keep saying yes. I don't think I've ever been turned down by one of them because I think they all really, um, this cause resonates with them. And I think that's something that's so incredible about Dr. Mitchell is that there's never a no. They're always there to answer the call. And the other thing I think we should point out about Cheryl is that she also was the president of the Women Officials Network, which is another incredible organization that's helping women, um, whether they're elected or appointed officials, you know, throughout the state. I know it's centered in Oakland County. So Cheryl, tell us a little bit about the Women Officials Network for those who don't know. Gladly, and thanks for asking. The Women's Officials Network is a, a nonprofit organization that supports women either in elected office or appointed office. So they, um, they have quarterly networking breakfasts and then um, the keynote event um, every other year is the Wonder Woman Award. So I'm also a recipient of the Wonder Woman Award, but it's a tremendous organization where women from all walks of life get together and help support other women who want to either run for office or to serve in, um, in a leadership role in government. 
Walk us through kind of from, from that time in that high school guidance counselor's office where you said you wanted to be president to eventually becoming a, a city manager. I know you worked for the Detroit City Council for a number of years. Walk us through your, your professional career a little bit and how you got to the point where you are now. Well, I, you know, I started at Oakland Community College and I thought I wanted to be an accounting major because that was when calculators came out to show you how old I am. Calculators <laughs> <So, laughs> has to be cool until I had my second class in accounting. I said, maybe not. So, so, <laughs> but um, I went on to the University of Michigan Dearborn and I took a political science class and uh, the instructor was Dr. Gray. I remember her well. And she had internship opportunities. So I took an internship with Detroit City Councilman Mel Ravitz. And I was so um, ignited by the work that I did with him because he was very much focused on um, community building. Um, so through that, I worked with um, some of the, the trailblazers like Mary Ann Mahaffey and Barbara Rose Collins and Clyde Cleveland. And that internship turned into a 14-year career. So I, I definitely encourage um, young people, especially to, you know, look at these internship opportunities. One, it gives you a chance to find out if that's something you really want to pursue. And then right. following um, that, I went on to Oakland Community College, um, Oakland County, where I worked as a senior analyst for their board of commissioners for about 16 years. Oh, wow. So that's great. So what, what made you take the jump from kind of being behind the scenes to want to be a leadership role in the community? You know, I, obviously you talked about, uh, talk a little bit about your, your, your mentorship with uh, Joyce Parker, how you got into management. Well, one of the realizations, and this was some years ago, um, Oakland County, in terms of what it looks like in terms of the, um, the government is very different than when I was there. And there weren't many opportunities for me to, um, to, to, um, to, to grow. Uh, so I, I realized that and realized I needed to look at doing something different. And one of the things that I had a passion about was that when we had public hearings for budgets, it was at the end of all the decision-making process and maybe one or two people were there. And even if they offered the most insightful comments that you could get from the um, public that you're serving, they weren't incorporated into the budget. So that's when I became interested in priority-based budgeting, and I did my um, doctor, doctoral research on how do you base your monetary decisions in government on the values and priorities of the community and the community voices, how do you engage them? And that was how I met Joyce Parker, um, doing some of that work through MML and um, looked at being a city manager, and she's mentioned to me um, Albion, she said, take a look at Albion, because I'd never heard of Albion at that point. Being <laughs> the east side of the state. And Joyce Parker, just for our, our listeners, Joyce Parker was a, also a city manager at different cities, communities. She also worked with the league as an executive recruiter where she goes in and helps helps communities find uh, municipal managers. Yes, yeah, so Joyce um, was the recruiter for Albion, and um, I still consider her a friend and a mentor. I, I contact her at least a couple times a year to ask questions or gain insights. Um, so she's just a tremendous resource and um, was very much instrumental in my becoming a city manager in both um, Albion and in the city of Lather Village. So Cheryl, you mentioned 
community building. And I want to talk about that a little bit um, in Lathrop Village, the work that you've done um, and some of the some of the highlights as you've been there as the administrator. Well, one of the highlights um, was a fun project, which was last year. And um, Lathrop Village is a very diverse community. And so we decided to celebrate um, those from the Caribbean islands. So we had a Caribbean festival um, that involved um, representatives from the Caribbean community, our local businesses, um, community members, and we celebrated um, with a real Caribbean festival, with the food, the music, the dancing, everything that you could imagine um, as part of a Caribbean celebration. And it was just tremendous fun. So just bringing the community together like that to celebrate um, an element that is often overlooked um, when, you, when you're thinking about who's, who lives within your own community. And you, you mentioned that you were in uh, Albion for, I think you said, uh, three and a half years. Is that correct? Yes. And in that time, you still left quite the mark because uh, when you left, uh, they gave... Uh, they have an annual award, the Dr. Mitchell uh, Servant Leadership Award. <laughs> and your honor, how, tell me a little bit about so, that. So um, Dr. Harry Bonner, who's very instrumental in working with youth and the community residents there. Um, I've worked with him extensively on a number of initiatives. One, one of them, he, it was through him that I met Danielle and he still is a little angry with me because I, he thought she was, she was gonna be his intern and I stole her. <laughs> but uh, but um, just working with community organizations to make various things happen. Um, we did our first economic plan there, um, looking at capital improvements, looking at neighborhood improvements. Um, we had um, all kinds of projects, including cleaning up the, the Albion River. It was just a, a wide, um, a wide spectrum of things that were happening and was only made possible because of the capacity that was generated by working with young people, seniors, uh, residents to make the community um, to prosper. That's awesome. So what's, uh, what, looking forward, what's, what's kind of, uh, where do you see yourself uh, moving forward? Uh, um, are you still thinking of run for president at some point? Or? <laughs> she have my vote. I've said that publicly. <laughs> yeah, so you have my vote for sure too. <laughs> Hope running for elected office is not in my future, but I, I, I say never. <laughs> so, I see my husband in the background going, "Yeah, yeah," but no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But, but yeah, talk us a little bit. How is it different? You know, being an I mean, you haven't been elected official, but you obviously work with all elected officials. You know, why why stick in the managerial role? You know, as far as helping communities, as opposed to you know the elected role, because they are different kind of different. Well, actually, approaches. I have been in an elected role. It was a small elected role, but it was for the Parks and Rec Commission in um, in West Bloomfield, and that was an elected office. Oh. Um, but it's very different. A lot of the actual work is within the administrators, and many people get confused with the role of a mayor and a strong mayor, former government, and a city manager. So if you look at the city of Detroit, you see the mayor doing most of the decision-making and administration, and everyone falls under him. But it's a slightly different role in most of the cities that we have in Michigan in that the city a manager or administrator is the one who's actually running the day-to-day -day operations. 
And that's what I enjoy doing. I enjoy um, making things happen. I enjoy transforming communities and uplifting um, neighborhoods and especially engaging young people. So that's just my niche. I love it. Yeah, well, you're obviously very good at it. <laughs> and you've caught our attention for this award and, and other awards that you've received. Um, any other, uh, Emily, any other questions for her? Just wondering, Cheryl, if you could share any advice for young people who are maybe thinking about government or local government for their career path. I would say to them to check it out. Um, almost always local government has needs for someone to take on an assignment. And um, recently, even a few months ago, I had a student um, who just wanted to come in and have a chat with me and shadow. And from that, she ended up with a six month assignment to um, work in our office. So don't, don't self-select yourself out of the opportunities that are available to you. And volunteer, volunteer. There's a lot of campaigns going on right now. Volunteer with um, someone who's running for office or volunteer with your local city, um, village, or township office. They always are in need of help. And there's um, tremendous insight that you can gain as to what you might want to do as a career. So I would encourage all young people to um, step forward and reach out. That's awesome. Uh, anything else you wanted to say, Dr. Mitchell, about the award or, or any other uh, things we may have missed? I can't. I think you've been pretty thorough, but I just wanted to. Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you again. Yeah. I am so pleased and honored. Um, it's community building is really at the core of what Michigan Municipal League does. Um, you are such a tremendous resource to all of us in the field, and I just am thrilled to, um, to be the recipient this year. So thank you again. All right, well, we're, we're thrilled to have you so involved with our organization. It, it definitely adds to, to the value we're able to pass on to our, our members. So thank you so much, uh, Dr. Cheryl Mitchell. Thank you, Emily Kalaszewski. Um, this has been uh, We Love Where You Live, right, the podcast. Thank you. thank you. This has been a production of the Michigan Municipal League. For more information on our programs and services, please visit www.mml.org and join us for the next episode of We Love Where You Live.